0: You're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London.
1: What is happening, everyone? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone But Us podcast. Ooh. I'm one of the main hosts. My name is Lewis Gino. A.K.A. Okay, jerk Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, calm down, Jane Oliver. yeah. <laughs> calm down, bruv. Paint us in the fucking what's it called? Jerk Rice formula. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> to my left, who you've just heard, is the man from KD, Wem Dizzle. Yes. Wemmer. AKA Venus of the Wheel. A.K.A. Black Scotch. Oh <laughs> Yeah, that's the rule. That's the one that's, that's going to have to stick there. I'm not happy with that. And the last... It. yeah, You better get up to Trevor Phillips then, mate. <laughs> and the last one, who just, you might have just heard, is the man known as Suge White. Suge Knight's adopted brother from uh from Hertfordshire. The White Power
2: version.
1: Let's just get it out of here. Suge White Power. <laughs> <laughs> Steve BDF. Woo! Alright. So, um, what's been happening like? What what have we been up to? Ah, nothing, man. We
2: are. It's a bit weird because we've got a very special guest, and there's four guys in a hotel room. Two of us are sitting on the bed. Oh to two other guys are watching us sitting on the bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I don't got, know
0: how this is going to end I've got my camera phone out oh, no, just, this is only going to stay this yeah. is only
1: what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast like, so it's, it's, it's,
0: just, it's, this is just between us <laughs> and the three or four hundred people that are going to listen to this yes exactly.
2: you know what before we chat should we just just get it out there and introduce
0: get what out there
2: Oh. <laughs> we should just introduce uh our first no, no. Our second overseas guest, yes. And um, I let Lewis do it or Steve. Yeah, let Steve do it.
0: it Let's be go, yeah, like, it yeah. go on. Yeah, it's about Steve. time I fucking. About took time starring spoke role. a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I was saying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't speak. I just can't get a fucking word in. <laughs> so our, our, our special guest this week or this episode rather is none other than Mr. Josh Stout.
2: Woo! Hello, Who's not oh, in? Jail? How you doing? This is a very, very, very special moment for us, man. Stout, where did we start, man? Where do we start? Where do we start? Which is question where do one. Where we end
3: with? is probably a better question.
2: Ooh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But Josh, <laughs> man, how you doing anyway?
3: Good, man. What
2: are you doing over? What are you doing in England, man? What are you doing in London?
3: I'm wasting fucking money and time, getting <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: old and fat. Oh. <laughs> It's not too bad for you now, you're getting it like, you know, before, 10 years ago, you'll come here, one dollar would be what, 50p? Something like that. Now yeah, the exchange worse. rate is in your favor, It right? is
1: a
3: little more in our favor now, yeah, for sure, Yeah, uh, than, cool. it, than it was then, which yeah. is, you know, great because now I actually have a little more money than I did in those days, man. Like, I can afford it more. Yeah, it's yeah, so. like, really scrubbing back then, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We are currently sitting in uh, London's only five star premiering.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're doing it
2: lush. I was
0: gonna say Savoy, man, you just bought it.
2: <laughs> so you you came over here for a show, right? You yeah, was, um... we uh,
3: we found out the band Camel was playing one of these seventies uh, progressive rock bands that I really love, man. they they never played in the States anymore and these guys, as you can imagine, are like, you know, seventy plus years old. Wow. And, you know, it's kinda of like a bucket list band. And you know, we found out they were playing, and just checked flights just for the hell of it, you know. And you know, they were cheap, so we said, "Fuck it, let's do it." it wow, nice. man! Yeah. yeah,
0: why not? I've never. Have you ever, you ever heard this band Camel? I've I've heard. I know the name. I don't know the band. I'm not. Uh, I'm not quite as much into uh, prog rock as Josh's, but uh, yeah, they're one of the bands of of the '70s, and I'm into a lot of like old music as well. As you know, we were talking. Me and Josh were talking the other day about how. As time goes by, there's certain bands that if you haven't seen them yet, you better go and fucking see them because they're going to be dead soon. Yeah, so this guy's had lots of health him. problems wow. too. you know yeah. already
3: he's fought cancer like twice, you know.
0: Oh shit, man! So I went to see Rose Tattoo for the first time. That's the first time I'd ever seen them. How old are they? How old are Rose seen Tattoo? Singers, 70 years old. And they can still sing. Yeah, they fucking ah. smashed it. Really? Yeah, it was really good. Really good.
2: See, I know nothing about these. I've heard of Rose Tattoo, but I've never yeah, heard of Rose. Rose, like actually, Rose,
1: Rose is. Oh, yeah.
2: really? Big up to Ray Dust, And What for
0: John
1: as well. Big up to What for John? RG Barge, RG Barge. Right, yeah, I can't say I've heard of Camel. I've heard of the Toe and also
2: the. <laughs> <toe>. <laughs> <But>
3: that's,
1: <laughs> that's you know right. about the Camel Toe, but not
3: the Camel. It's oh. really pretty boring, awful fucking 70s music, but it's, you know.
2: Did you say the Pam Walt Albert Hall?
3: Yeah, yep.
2: Shit, man. I so that,
3: that on top of it, you know, I've never been there before either, so it was kind of yeah. like you know knocking out two bucket list things well at least yeah. you saw
1: them instead of that, that fucking weird band Ghost they were there the week previously oh mm-hmm. don't get me started yeah, exactly, there? Man. we got a lot of friends yeah, that like Ghost all, nah, <laughs> not really, yeah man. they're weird it's man. Not really my no, it's horses for courses some people are into different stuff now, but just not for me that shit nah just either. not for
0: I, me I think Ghost is like looks like King Diamond but just sounds like fucking yeah, it's kind, kind of like 80s pop, pop music. music yeah it's really really but people really,
2: people really fuck with them though. Oh, like, people yeah. really but like them, I man. thought
1: they're huge. Yeah. The um, what, what a lot of people say is though is their their live shows really, really good. Like I mean, all the sort of like um, background shit and the theatrics and everything that they seem to do. But the music wise, it's just it's just weird to me like just yeah, they supported
3: more. maiden last summer I took my son to see Iron Maiden and they opened and that was the only time I've ever seen them oh okay and it was really theatrical yeah. you know what I mean I think that's what appeals to people a lot Definitely. just like king diamond did just like kiss did just yeah. like alice cooper did
2: you know
0: lot the difference is those <laughs> bands had
3: good music to back it yeah. up yeah
0: and, yeah it's you off you know i think what what again this is something we talk about a lot on this podcast i think is that we are all getting older so talk for everything that we see we're seeing it for the second or third cycle, and kids are only seeing ghosts. That's their first that's experience. Their first cycle, yeah. I don't know who fucking Kiss or King Diamond are. They're seeing this band dressed up funny playing rock music, and they're like, "Oh fuck, this so is new. this is, is
1: new and cool!" Like that friend. is essentially that is essentially their kiss, basically. Yeah. No, yeah, but do you
0: know what? I was watching um,
2: Donna and of the 2018. Yeah, it was on MTV, and there was a lot of bands on there that I've never heard of that do the whole makeup thing. So that's yeah. always been a part of metal, isn't it?
1: Just yeah. dressing up and shit, nah. No? Am, am I wrong? Fucking yeah, yeah, it's always, always been theatrical as hell, man. You know, it's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah, I met Alice Cooper before. Just a little quick story. Yeah, yeah. tell us. Yeah, yeah. was that in the orphanage? <laughs> 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 and you're in the box, and he
2: said, "Come in," and he give you a breadcrumb. He
1: went, he went schools out for some <laughs> uh, No, I Now, when I was working in Selfridges and um for a company called Nevada Bobs, he's a big. If people don't, if not sure if people it's know golfer, about it, he. he's a massive golfer, like yeah. Uh, and he was like. I can't, I can't imagine him playing
2: golf, man. Saying like literally, <laughs> I just
1: can't he's it. a fucking Christian as well now. Yeah, man, is yes, he? Holding yeah. he, he converted to Christianity, I'm sure he did, like years ago. But like he's he's walked he's walked in and like I looked at his gaze and I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. I was like, Dad. <laughs> was, now like, you mention <laughs> it, there yeah, is a resemblance. I was like, like fucking Cooper, <laughs> man. what's he fucking doing here? I mean, I never, I, I never started talking to him about music and shit because I mean, I know couple of tunes I've like, I do not know this back catalogue and that's but just talking about golf and um he was gonna buy this golf um Bat. accessory called um I forgot I forgot what it was fucking called like it's this swing buddy or some bullshit like that and he was like talking about it and I was letting give him a little demonstration of the golf uh yeah it's just gonna turn bad if I carry on talking about this story is my fucking adopted father. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool
2: though. Actually that's quite a cool question right Where's the most unlikely place that you guys have seen or bumped into a famous person? I've,
0: I've got one actually. Again, this is a golf related thing, funnily yeah. enough. I used to work on a golf course and uh, I was taking care of the driving range. And I'm on my break one morning and basically we had this deal on that you could get a party of like 20 people and you'd get dinner, um, you'd get breakfast, you'd get a load of free balls to have on the driving range you'd get around the golf and then you get dinner and it was all in a like, you know, big sort of deal kind of thing. Um, so we had this like, I think there's about 15 of them or something like that just walking. I'm looking at one of them I'm like, nah, fuck off. It's fucking Nico McBrain. Who's that? That's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I actually don't know that is. Are you fucking serious? No. It's from the East End as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drum- drum. <laughs> drummer. drummer I from wrote, Iron Maiden. God, gone. Drummer from Iron oh, Maiden. Oh, so yeah, oh yeah. I know. I don't know. And him, he just oh, yeah. he just fucking walks in the driver and I, I was 18 at the time. I'm just oh, like, wow.
2: Ah.
0: And me being me, who always says dumb shit, because I don't know, maybe I'm just dumb. Um, I looked at him, and he's pretty distinctive-looking guy. Like he's got that fucked-up nose and like the long hair and stuff. I looked at that him, and goes, dope. I goes to him. Excuse me, you you are who I think you are, aren't you? <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, Penzi you think I am, mate?" <laughs> That's fucking crazy. But man. he was fucking, he was really nice, man. I really like. Who did you yeah.
1: who did you meet with? Or like, I
2: had a weird one, man, because in my I'm like a, I do like electrical stuff, and I was working in a hotel room, and I needed no, I was working oh, cool. in a hotel, <laughs> and I needed to get into a particular hotel room, right? And I was waiting around, waiting around. He says, they, they basically the person at reception said to me there's a special guest in there so we have to make sure they're not in the room so I'm waiting around, waiting around and then eventually they come to me um, the reception come to me and said it's fine for you to go in the room the guest doesn't mind oh, we're in the room, it's fucking Johnny Rotten man yes. I'm on the ah. I swear my life man I was That's like what oh, the fuck man and he was proper friendly man he goes yeah what are you doing da and I was like wow man I didn't say nothing to him because kind of even worked, you know what I mean yeah but that was kind of mad what about you Josh do you ever
3: uh you know it's kind of a, a coincidence but you know I used to go to these, these horror conventions you know you go to these things and they have all these celebrities there and people line up all day to get autographs from them and stuff which I was never really into doing but I'd go to like buy movies and you know just t-shirts and books and shit like that you know because I'm a collector of all that garbage but uh that, that year, Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead was, like, one of the big guests, you know. Was, you know, there was a couple times I walked through, like, the vendor hall, and there was just people lined up all day. You see the same faces, like, hours later, standing, <laughs> yeah, like, right. just yeah. ten feet, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, ten yeah, steps yeah. forward. I'm like, man, how can you guys do this? So anyway, you know, like, I bought all the shit I was going to buy, and I sat down at the hotel bar, and I was going to have a couple beers before I left and uh, so I'm just sitting there you know and I guess that was right around the time that like some of the, the stars started wrapping up these autograph sessions I'm sitting there and Bruce Campbell just comes walking up and he sits down at the bar like one seat over and I'm like oh, shit oh hey <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Campbell <laughs> like, these people have been waiting in line all day just to like pay him $100 for a photograph you know you never
2: know he might yeah. be like oh that's Justin Stout that's probably yeah. why he
3: came over you know but yeah he was real cool man I didn't like you know, talk to him about movies or anything he sat down he got a I think it was like a white wine spritzer or something like that which is you know Bruce Campbell drinks white wine spritzers like yeah like, kind of ruins the image yeah, a I bit,
0: thought but... he was like, I thought his image <laughs> was kind of like rough and ready yeah to, and know, these Hollywood thing, guys yeah, man it's yeah. all that. have you ever met
2: anyone that's like your hero and have turned out to be a complete complete prick you know they say you never meet your heroes man
3: um, yeah I've heard a lot of stories
1: about it but I can't say I have personally yeah, um,
2: yeah I can't, can't.
1: Not, it's not he's not a hero but you know I remember that TV presenter on like football Matt Smith do you remember him Matt Smith used to do like mm. a lot of stuff on BBC and like ITV just don't know the name and, nah but he, yeah you probably you probably know his face like but yeah he's no hero but he's fucking arsehole like, he's a proper fucking yeah. kid. yeah I remember meeting him when I was at Selfridge he was a prick
0: yeah that fucking sucks man when you yeah. meet fucking so I'm not I'm not saying he's an arsehole but the, the my favourite band in the world um for my own one direction is is one direction. <laughs> no, um is love hate. So you might not know Love Hate, so it's a bit of background there like a uh, early nineties, late eighties. Awful glam rock. It's not it's not awful he's glam rock. Oh, it's not awful, g- it's good. Uh. It's not glam rock anyway. It was it was just weird <laughs> yeah, weird rock from the nineties, like and I'm a massive fan. I've travelled to Los Angeles to see them play their fucking like reunion show with all the original members like ten years ago. And the rest of the band were always sort of like friendly. They none of them really know who I am. Obviously, just I'm just a fan, and they've got loads of fans that keep turning up to see them. The person that's carried the the flame of that band, the torch for that band, is the singer, Jizzy Pearl.
2: Jizzy Pearl, did you? <laughs> That's his name. Hell, his name. Is that his for that or... <laughs> Jizzy fucking uh,
0: Pearl. Apparently, the st- Fuck. I, I'm sure I, I heard the story. Was, <coughs> a- apparently, the story is that he, he had a nephew or something like that. And his real name's Jim. And apparently, his little nephew at a certain age kept pronouncing his name Jiz. So, he just oh, kind yeah. of like... That's yeah, dope, you, you kind of just. That's thought, unfortunate.
2: Yeah. yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I met someone that had that name, I'd be
0: standing at a distance every time yeah. I fucking but, was in the same room as him. But, like, so obviously I'm a big fan of his band. I'm a big fan of his music and all that kind of stuff. And it's not so much that he's like a dick or anything like that, but that fucker has met me probably 20 or 30 times now and straight up blanks me every time. And I don't know why. Straight up, probably because you're the Bronx, weird English yeah. guy. that him Yeah, the fucking no, Los I Angeles. You know what? I'm not the only one. Like, a lot of people flew there for that show. Fucking this is, guy again, Jesus mad. Christ! Yeah, maybe I'm gonna have yeah, to dizz yeah. all over him. <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe, maybe he's heard my fucking singing and he's, he feels the heat a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Don't worry, he's not listening.
1: You want a Jizzy Po necklace?
2: Oh man! So Let's it's talk dope. about it, man. Let's talk about a stout, man. Josh, um, you got up? you grew up in Baltimore?
3: No, I grew up in Frederick. It's a, a little town about well, it's not small, but it's about forty-five minutes west of Baltimore. When wow. I grew up there, it was really country, man. It was a kind of a country farm, kind of a town. Um. So, no, I didn't grow up in Baltimore, but I wish I did most of my teenage years,
2: you know. Did you spend a lot of time in Baltimore, though, like?
3: Yeah, you know, when when I was old enough to to go to shows and stuff, that's all I ever did, man, was go to Baltimore. A A lot of DC, too. A lot more shows were in DC when I was a teenager than Baltimore. Baltimore didn't have the best scene in the 80s. It had one in the early 80s, but then it kind of started to deteriorate because of violence and shit. Are
2: we talking hardcore? Are we just talking metal and um, hard Well, there was like, you know, there was this
3: place called The Loft in Baltimore that was a pretty legendary venue um, that a lot of touring bands came through. I mean, everybody played there. Everybody. Slayer played there, you know, when oh, they the were on the No Mercy Tour, kind of. Oh, that nice. era, you know, like 83 through 86. Everybody played there. Circle Jerks, Black Flag, um, but post that kind of era, like the kind of hardcore that that our bands played, you know, there was only one band that really was doing that stuff in the 80s and into the early 90s. That was Gut Instinct. Oh, so right, there, that's it. there really wasn't much of a, a heavy hardcore scene, I guess you want to say.
2: So when did the hardcore scene start to pick up then in Baltimore?
3: Um, well, I guess, you know, when Next Step Up started, which they were like the next band have a the chain to start playing that kind of music and JR who sings for Next Step Up he did a lot of shows and stuff you know he really pushed the envelope to, to make that kind of stuff more popular in town
2: yeah I think would you guys say Next Step Up is the first band you heard from Baltimore like hardcore I bands? couldn't
0: tell you personally I couldn't tell you um, what I was going to ask though is didn't you have a you had a band in the 80s though right a hardcore band or am yeah, I, am uh, I Yeah, I, I, I had a
3: high school band called Balance of Power and it was oh, what a name it was kind of a, uh, an agnostic front, kind of a sound, like a crossover, Calls for Alarm, Liberty and Justice era, uh, app, yeah, you know, yeah. mixed with kind of a, an animosity, COC, like, it was super metal, man, like double bass, like, <laughs> you know, double picking, you know, and then like some heavy, like, moshy stuff too. But yeah, that was from like 86 to <laughs> 88 or something like that.
0: Is that when you started doing Revelation? Around that time,
3: no, that would have been the early 90s, I guess, like 91 or something.
0: I don't know how many people would know actually that I think people from here, from like the London scene, yeah, just, yeah, associate know you with, that yeah. just associate you with being in stout for that time. But yeah, if you want to tell us a little bit about Revelation,
2: wow, man, that's that's when I'm learning something here. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> it's super interesting. Let me explain it.
2: That's why you had that many suitcases, all <laughs> the money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: You know, in, in the town that I lived in, like, the hardcore scene was completely fucking non-existent, man. Like, there, there was a few of us from high school. You know, the shows had a few people here and there, but, you know, I booked Sheer Terror and Prong at this venue in Frederick in 1988. Wow, man. Before Sheer Terror's album was out, you know, nobody wow, really yeah. knew, but you figure in a small town like that, people are hungry for shows. They don't give a fuck. They come see, you know, anything. There were like 10 people there for Prong. And oh, this is shit, when Force Ben was out. Prong had two records out by that time. You know, it was it was pretty bleak. So that's why I was always going to Baltimore D.C. and stuff, because there were like-minded people there and shit. Yeah, know? But my the town that I lived in, man, there was nothing to do. I couldn't start a band, you know. I would book these shows. Nobody would come out. So, you know, there was a, a scene for this other style of music, this doom metal stuff It was like Super Sabbath influenced. And I always loved that shit too, you know. So, those are a lot of the people that I went to high school with, you know, I would hang out with were into that shit, and, uh, you know, I, there was some opportunity to play in a band like this band, Revelation, from Baltimore, needed a bass player, and I, you know, didn't really have any other prospects to play music, and I was like, well, I can give this a try, you know, kind of go back to my childhood roots and, like, play some, like, geezer butler shit on the bass, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it was great man i loved that band it was a lot of fun i actually learned how to like be a better musician playing that kind of music because before that i was just playing like thrashy punk and hardcore and stuff man i actually kind of started to learn like what what you had to do to be a real bass player and those kinds Mm. of things not real but you know what i mean like more traditional yeah like you know style of music when it comes to playing
0: so i've played bass in bands and uh so, I don't know if anybody else is anybody listening to this who's a bit of a Doom fan, you might have heard of Age of Taurus as well, which is Tubbs's band, who is a He's good Tubbs. friend of, of uh, yeah, myself and Josh. Who's also a hardcore scene veteran in the UK as well, and London. And when they played their first show, uh, it happened to be in Baltimore at the sidebar. Yeah. And he didn't have the band put together by that point. Well, you only- guys were
3: over his ambush.
0: At the yeah time. yeah so we talked it kind of just fell like, together because of that it was supposed to be a tour but it uh, wasn't oh yeah the ambush just, tour like, two, two shows <laughs> and a drunken fucking week of debauchery but um, some I played guitar and Josh played bass and I remember in the rehearsal that we had like looking at the way that you were playing bass and thinking damn because being someone who's played bass and you know, I, I like playing bass I was like that's fucking different like when I was watching you playing, I was just like, "He looks like a proper bass player to me." <laughs> like, yeah, same yeah. with you as well. Actually, my life. when you're playing, I'm like, "You look like a proper bass player," and that's and then I'm I felt like an imposter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I felt like a fucking imposter. Four string guitar player. I really, I really like it, yeah, but I really like playing bass and I love doing like all the crazy shit underneath that people kind of half notice. But sometimes you get that satisfaction. Someone will come up to you and go, "Fucking love what you were playing. Like, I saw what yeah, you were yeah. doing there."
3: The great think, thing about playing bass is that nobody can hear you fuck up, you know. It's, and that, yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah, fucking mix, so you can just do whatever hell you true. want, you know. Yeah, Nobody gets mad at you like they get mad at the guitar player, you know? Yeah, for real, yeah. man.
2: So, how, how did you meet the guys from Stout, man? Let's, let's get on, let's talk about Stout. How did that all start, man?
3: It was from me booking shows in Frederick, um, booking, you know, bands that, <laughs> that those guys were into. Like, uh, the first show that I did with, like, bigger bands was like I think Ludachrist in 87 and the reason we would book these bigger bands is because we wanted more people come see our own band you know yeah. so we'd book bigger bands and draw a bigger crowd
2: oh and then you'd do that put yourself on a support spot yeah yeah, yeah. Just you know, that's how it went Yeah.
3: Sure. so when the band broke up you know, I, st- I kept doing some shows and stuff I think I booked this, this California straight edge band that had a record out at the time called Instead and they were on tour being supported by this Chicago kind of punk hardcore band called Life Sentence and I had breakdown on the bill.
2: Oh, shit.
3: And this was, I guess, about 88. And those guys found out, these Baltimore guys found out, the breakdown was playing. And back then, you know, you made a flyer. You just put your fucking phone number right on the flyer, your parents' yeah, yeah, phone yeah. number. Shit, yeah. You know? Yeah. People would just on call you States. and say, oh, yeah, you're the promoter for the show. And,
2: and how, yeah. do, how do
3: I get there? What's the deal? Is this really happening? You, know, you get all these calls. Yeah. So I, I got a call from Mike Caver from Gun Instinct. And uh, he was just asking me about it. We started talking about music because, you know, no internet back then. You met like-minded people. If somebody else it, had heard of sick of it all, you were like, yeah, I want to talk to this yeah. guy, man. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you just become friends that way. So those guys came up for that show and Mike introduced me to the, his band members and like all those dudes. Like I met Tad that night. I met my buddy Rich that night. Like some lifelong friends, you know, just like that. And then they would have shows. Gun Instinct would play shows and they would invite me. Hey, man, we're playing. You should come. And I would go and. You know, we used to go everywhere with those guys, like a whole crew of Baltimore guys would follow them around, different shows, you know, and uh, they always invited me to come too, and that was great, because it was like all these fucking people were in the same stuff I was into.
0: Everyone but us, straight from the heart of London.
3: Somehow I got Lou from Sick of It All's number, you know, and I was going to try to get sick of it all to come down to Frederick and play a show. And I like called his called his house, you know, and his mother got on the phone and like she had like a really thick accent. I don't know if she could even like I think it was his mom anyway. She could barely speak English, you know, and like it's just
1: no, no, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just call you talking to people's parents and shit from like the now these yeah. famous bands and stuff, but that's just the way it was, man. It was kinda cool, you know. Like It is oh, cool man, to yeah. think
0: back yeah. about yeah. it but like it's, it's now, just nowadays it's the most bizarre thing you'd let you would never do yeah, that.
1: Now, because obviously in the age we live in now it's just basically someone just shoots you a message on like yeah. whatever platform you're on or send you an email or some shit like that when that came in but yeah man just ringing someone up and like asking where's this show or can we get on your show is yeah. just, it's fucking bizarre and, man
0: and fucking writing letters as well yeah. like yeah. posting fucking sitting there and writing with your hand a letter to someone that you'd never met and saying yeah. hello I want to buy your Fucking single demo, can, yeah, yeah. Can, well, can was, you send it to me? Fucking here's five pounds in the envelope or whatever it was, like, and they'd write you a letter back, and then you'd fucking correspond to these people know, by mail crazy. as well. Like, I mean, back
2: in the in, we, we still got it, like we used to have a thing called a PO box, yeah, where it's like, um, you have, do you have the, yeah, the post
3: office, you go and you just assign you one with a key, and yeah, yeah, but pay we never.
2: When when we started at knuckle dust, we couldn't. Afford, we tried we tried to find out about a PO box, and it was too expensive. And I think that must have been the case for like a, a lot of bands. That's yeah. why people would just literally put their address the on house. the fucking demo tape. Yeah. But when you think about it, that's crazy now. If you got into yeah. if you went play somewhere and you get in some sort of beef, or you get yeah. in a fight or something, you can the next day you have people at your house, yeah. man. You couldn't do that now.
0: Do you know no it's mad that it never happened or maybe it did maybe it did happen but fucking yeah people just had their parents address just on their on their fucking seven inch single like correspond to us at this address yeah I thought about that when I scanned a bunch of old
3: flyers like a couple of years back I found this box of flyers and scanned them all and made them digital you know and there were all these ones with like my parents phone number on and stuff (laughs) the same number you know so I like crossed them out and stuff before I scanned them (laughs) Yeah, because now you've got, like, the whole fucking, fucking, fucking... jokers, like, trolling your parents and yeah,
0: stuff. Yeah, you, and you've got the whole, like, identity fraud thing nowadays. Yeah, which is right. It's like yeah like, yeah. a big thing that they can ruin your fucking life just because they've got your name and address and, and shit like that. It's mad. Yeah, man, that times that's have like, kind of crazy, man. We're all so fucking old. Listen to this, man. <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. to title this fucking episode, <laughs> How to Age Gracefully.
0: You can tell they're all... From, well, Lewis is
2: the youngest one in the room. Yeah. But you can tell we are all from a different... But Lewis, if you were on the edge of the internet, when you grew up, the internet was
1: just oh, about I, when, popping. Um, so I went. I started secondary school. I don't want to make you all sound really old on that. I started secondary school in 96. So by 96 there, yeah, so mid-90s, that's when the internet really took off because obviously the dot-com boom of all mm. Yahoo mm. and... Uh, Netspace was it, Net, is it Netspace was that what it was called yeah there was the yeah, Netscape. Yeah. Netscape, Netscape 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 AOL and shit oh, like that yeah. we had all that sort of thing and obviously you had the old internet dial up where it would make the <coughs> fucking noise and it would knock off the fucking phone line so you couldn't yeah. you couldn't use the phone <coughs> and use the internet at the same time so if you picked the phone up, like, it would just be static on the other end oh yeah I was at when the internet just took off and there's all the whole fucking chat rooms and shit so yeah Yeah.
2: I remember like back in the when the internet first began a bit off course there but when the internet first come out you, people couldn't really afford it could they Oh mate, yeah because it was like one pound yeah, I one it was it was, right. so, and, uh, it was vid- I just want to give a quick story man I was getting into the chat room thing and I must have rinsed out I didn't realize it, that you know you charge you by the fucking minute on the phone bill yeah I was on this chat line for half a day man oh then, shit one day I was I can't remember I was in my room watching tv and my dad just kicked the door. Boom! His eyes are red like a fucking demon, man. He had, a, he had the phone bill in his hand. I will never forget that beating, man. I
1: got beat, man. It's oh funny you my say that, God. But I never I never got I never got beat or anything, but these there used to be this thing called South Park wrestlers. So it'd all be like fucking like South Park characters done as like the fucking wrestlers at the time because WWE WWF as it was then but WWE now is huge so I'll be printing off all these fucking stuff like wrestlers and then taking them to fucking school and selling them for like 50p a pot or doing like two sheets for a pound just making a little bit of money <laughs> but then this phone bill coming for like 100 and, uh, 196 oh, pounds and that's a lot of money in, back then man I don't think I went on in the internet for like at home for like, like five years just like <laughs> yeah, i got you, scared to yeah yeah <laughs> fucking I was insane but yeah 90s man fucking good times I ended up expensive
0: in the, in the late 90s I ended up just getting a phone line installed into my bedroom so because my parents just moaned at me about the phone bill Yeah. so yeah. I just fucking thought right fuck it I've got a job now I'm going to get my own phone line fuck that fuck like having to worry about all that they can't moan at me anymore and then my first bill was so, <laughs> so fucking big I was like oh now I understand <laughs> yeah. that's how you learn though isn't it yeah that's yeah.
2: how you learn man so start. Went, so, so yeah. So you met all these guys anyway. And then uh, when did you decide what we're going to be a band? Let's fucking start writing some songs.
3: Those guys were a band before I joined. I wasn't the original oh, so start, guitar was, player. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, those guys were established, man. Um,
2: so they released that that EP, the Dead Man Walking EP, like before you joined, is it?
3: Yeah. that is if that yeah, I guess that was kind of a sort of an official release, kind of a demo thing okay um, Those they were together for a couple years anyway
2: were they blowing up at that, at, at that point were
3: they what were they uh,
2: blowing up were uh, they well known they, yeah I mean around
3: town you know the people were coming out to the shows and stuff I can't even remember what happened I think they they had another guitar player that filled in for the original one and he didn't work out or something and I was filling in for Next Step Up again and I was
2: singing for the wait you played the band. Next Step Up
3: yeah, I played with I those guys know a couple Hey, of come yeah. on,
2: man. <laughs> this is, this you, you're skipping me, stuff really. here, Josh, yeah. man. Uh, you're not asking playing? the right questions, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, man. Do you play the next... You yeah, talk?
3: I played with those guys in the early 90s. I guess 93, 94, maybe 94, 95, something like that. For about a year, they, I filled in on bass and then second guitar for a little while. Never recorded anything with them. Um and then, again, like in the late 90s, they asked me to fill in for him again for a little while. I could say that I was probably the only person that ever got fired from
2: that band twice. I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah. you still in touch with him, but you got fired. Oh, no, nah, we're all still friends, man. You know, back in those
3: days, I used to like to drink a lot, man, party a lot, and take shit seriously. In, you know, In those days? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say those days came to an end.
3: <laughs> well, they actually have. But...
2: So what would happen? You'd like, play a show, yeah, I was, have a few know, drinks. A few too many And then beat someone up or No
3: just like you know Not take the show seriously Not you know, My guitar be out of fucking tune and like be a sloppy mess you know yeah. Yeah. It was well deserved yeah. I mean I yeah. <laughs> there's No yeah. hard feels Because I deserved it You know what I mean
2: um, <laughs> yeah. But it was just fun It was you know
3: It wasn't my band I was just helping some friends out You know I guess I didn't take it seriously Because of that Which wasn't fair to them
2: well, they had, they But They um, had a big following didn't they What's that Next Step Up had a big following yeah, they were doing really
3: well back then, man. Especially in the like the the mid '90s, you know. Um, but I think it came from that. Like, I think Jr. introduced me to Scott. Like, I hadn't seen Tad in, in, in a while, but we were at a show. I think like a Hatebreed show or something. And Jr. introduced me to Scott. And you know, we got to talking and stuff. And I think he got my number that day. And he called me when they needed a guitar player. He's like, "Hey, I know you play guitar and stuff, man. Are you interested in like coming checking this out?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure," you know and that was a different lineup that was they also had another guitar player (laughs) it's gonna get so fucking convoluted man (laughs) um (laughs) with members and all that you know how it is yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh yeah we we just started writing and we were rehearsing in this skateboard shop in Baltimore in Fells Point like once a week you know we'd come down throw some ideas around and uh, those guys were like super open to like oh man do you have any like ideas like songs like I'm thinking to myself, yeah, man, I can see an opportunity here to like get some ideas involved, you know, like, <laughs> kind of maybe you know shape this into something, you know, because they were totally open to that, and you know, obviously Tad was a fucking great singer, man. Like he would throw lyrics over your wrist, you'd be like, oh man, it's so hard, you
2: know,
0: you know powerful, is he, man? I yeah. fucking love powerful.
2: Yeah. We talk about Tad's vocals, man. I, I like. Yeah. I think the fuck it, he's got the most unique vocals very in unique.
3: hardcore. Very, very unique. And that's what was cool about it too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was yeah. like so menacing, but like not yeah. nothing you ever heard yeah. before. You know,
0: it's, it's one of those vocals that just sounds aggressive. You want like, sh- sh- to punch someone? You want to punch someone? Yeah, without yeah. like yeah. screaming in your face, kind of like acted aggressive. It just feels aggressive. Like just feels nasty. Yeah, like, it's kind it of empowering too. You music. know, you hear them <laughs> saying that stuff,
3: and you're like, yeah. I'm not taking this shit either. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, I think
0: the fact, like you know, when you look at Tan as well, when you when you see the guy, you're like, I think he means it. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean?
2: I say, if I could compare his vocals, not his vocals, because his vocals are very unique. The flow, I would say, kind of, it's got a kind of Iced tea Is that Ice tea Early Ice tea on Body Count.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably pretty fair, man. Probably because that, yeah, that's the era that like we grew up with the the, the hip hop that was coming out at the time. But that's what everybody was listening to, man. So there is definitely that influence there. I think. Yeah,
0: and there was a lot of hip hop beginning to be in hardcore and, and metal as well. Actually, around that sort of time as well. That was that was kind of like everyone kind of wanted to do that a little bit as well. I think.
3: I think so too. I, I think that the, that his lyrics aren't necessarily like hip-hop lyrics though no, it doesn't no, no. It's, not, I just mean, it's not a rap thing yeah. but it's influenced you yeah, know? I feel,
2: yeah. What, what i mean by that is when you listen to body count at the early stuff ice is like telling a story and it, it and the way that he does the words it's it's a flow that's different from any other vocalist and tad's got that kind of <sighs> i can't explain it the way he flows the words over the music is not a typical way you would write over music do you know what i mean yeah but it sounds fucking hard and fucking Amazing, do you know what I mean?
3: You know, when you listen to it sometimes, and this goes for a lot of different kinds of bands, like when you listen to the way the singer flows over the music, and then later you like get the lyric sheet and read along, you're like, what the fuck? How did like, it, that fit? Yeah. yeah, that yeah. that's not what I was hearing at all. You know, <laughs> then you read it like the way they break up the syllables and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. why I could never do that, man. You know, I'm nah, in mind for
2: that. I don't, I'll say, um. What, what, year, what year did you actually join Stout then? Just, I think it was like 98, 98 or 99, maybe. Did you, because uh, like, obviously me being a black guy, i got another black guy sitting next to me, Lewis. With having a black singer, did you experience any issues with fucking Nazis at the show or any of that bullshit at all? We definitely dealt with
3: that in Baltimore in general from back in, you know, the, even the 80s when it was really bad because Gut Instinct had two black members too. Mike Mike Lars and Mike Caver Were um, were African Americans And you know There wasn't a lot of that Hardcore Um, But it was cool Because it represented Baltimore Which was a really You know Mixed city You know Yeah 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 Um, But there were a lot of Nazis around back then It was still a thing And there was a lot of fighting. there was a lot of Fucking violence If you listen to Gut Instinct's lyrics I mean there's a lot of Songs about that shit The song Gut Instinct Is about a night That actually happened When a bunch of Nazis got stomped out You know
2: Holy shit man
3: Um but later on, as, as the time went on into the late 90s and stuff, there wasn't as much of that, you know. Um, it, they started to not come around yeah, as yeah, much yeah. anymore, you know, because it wasn't a good idea, you know. Yeah, was, you beat
0: them you... enough times, they stopped doing it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Nah, that's <laughs> fucking... Nice. What was the
2: first uh, stuff you started to write with Staten? What was your first input?
3: I think the first thing I wrote with them was Betrayal, I think. The song Betrayal. That's stuff from the first album, you know, like there's like uh, five songs or six songs on that first record that Dusty and Drew wrote with them. Like Dead Man Walking, um, Schaefer Battle, uh, Heavy Runner, that stuff. Dusty uh, Dusty those guys wrote. And then I think I wrote Betrayal and O S eight. O S eight was a song that I had written for another band that was complete and I was like, I love this. I don't want to just scrap it, you know, you guys wanna try this? And they were like, Yeah, what how's it you know? It was done like that, dad had lyrics for it. So it was awesome um, then what's the other one I guess Biocost I think Dougie wrote Biocost
0: uh, and oh, uh, talking to bass players Pete Moss yeah.
3: yeah Pete Moss I think was another one we wrote so yeah that that was the first stuff I guess
0: oh dope man
2: Steve you was going to say something yeah. I was just about to be in like complete agreement
0: Doug man people need to know about Doug like, yeah, that guy is a fucking
1: bass fiend. Yeah, man. Yeah, a talk about fucking fuck musician, man. bass player, man.
0: <coughs> and um,
2: he's energy on stage as well, is man. So <laughs>
1: like, he's one of the first people I remember like telling people to come into say everybody outside, come inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, he's said it so many times. like. But yeah, playing bass, I used to be like, fucking all oh, these guys is fucking wild on the bass, man, like proper fucking wild. Yeah, he's really,
3: really a good bass player, man. Super talented.
2: And you know what, as well, like, he's a fucking sick
1: at beatboxing. Yep. Oh shit, yeah, then he yeah. got on a- the Oh my F-
2: days, man. Yeah, Ninja Fest uh, in London that time. He got on the mic and he started doing this beatboxing, and it was like fucking. I was like, what the fuck? It was like the dude from fucking Police Academy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, oh, Michael Winslow, <laughs> that's the, uh, Winslow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking. He's incredible, man. I I. I, I honestly believe like if fucking Les Claypool hurt his hand he could fill in for Primus no fucking problem oh fucking hell no, man he's, so, yeah, did you ever hear that exactly record right. him and I
3: did that, that instrumental that Chowder yeah yeah, yeah. did you ever hear that album yeah like, you ever yeah. want to hear Dougie play bass and like what he's capable of man that's the one to listen to because he's insane on it yeah
0: I haven't listened to that for a long time I had it on CD but I don't think they ever put it on my computer so I listened listen to it in my car I haven't listened to that for fucking ages, I oh, man. Yeah. I remember you using like, uh, Moog on it. The, yeah, there's the a lot The against... Moog synth and being like, oh man, this is just, this is like Rush fucking, I'm a big Rush fan, so it's just. <laughs> okay. Actually, that's how myself and you started talking, I think. I think Troy picked you guys up in the car and we uh, were playing Troy, in, like, yeah. someplace
3: outside of London. St. Albans. St. Albans. Yeah.
0: yeah, and um, and that's right and like so it's me and Troy and we picked you guys up and we were talking and I saw the Rush sticker on your guitar case and I walked up and you guys were just on stage like sound checking or whatever I was like who's the Rush fan and this, this fucker was just like me, you got a problem with that. and I was like, "No, man, I love Rush. Okay. I've never sure met anyone an else." Who liked- story. <laughs> no, that was the actual truth, man. That's exactly Rush fans right. don't talk like that. <laughs> but I was like, I'd never met anyone else at that time that liked Rush, so I was like, I need to fucking speak to this guy so I can talk to someone about Rush. So I think, yeah, I, I made a him. lot
3: of a lot of friends that way, man. Like I met Tubbs. He was wearing a Saxon t shirt and I was like yeah. "It's a kid at a hardcore show here with a Saxon, Saxon shirt t- on? I'm like, what? <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. you know? And I was you know started talking to him and he's like, Oh, I'm into all this stuff, you know. I was like, This is great. Kids in America, they 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 hid that stuff. They didn't want to talk yeah, about bands like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't cool, you know, like to to be a fan of like all kinds of different music, you know.
0: Yeah. Just it's had weird. to like
3: have the first madball record and nothing else. And, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. We I think there's a certain amount of that here as well, like just people just sort of somehow have this kind of like image of like especially when you're younger as well you want to like project this image of like just being as into hardcore
1: as, as you could possibly yeah. be you can't talk about nothing but else, to be right. fair yeah. that type of
2: music is a unique you either like it you don't it's not I don't think it's so much because it's uncool it's just a different type of sound
0: isn't it oh yeah definitely but I mean I just I'm, all know. I'm saying is I think it's also people, uncool. <laughs> it is uncool extremely it, fucking uncool it's very uncool it's very uncool but like,
2: I don't know nothing about them type of bands i
0: got to be honest
3: man
2: yeah, oh, I'll give right, that, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I only do you know what? I I used to go to this vinyl shop that used to sell second hand vinyl and I just used to because they were like 2 or 3 pound a pop I used to just pick up 30 quids worth and I'd do it it was that kind of thing where you'd say "Oh, I've heard of Rush I've got the Hemispheres album on vinyl that's the first thing I ever heard by them it was this cool like gatefold thing with and the art was fucking really cool and interesting I thought I'll oh, fucking up I'll listen to it and then the first time I listened to it I was just like what the fuck is this man <laughs> like that album is like he, Getty's vocals are like higher than any other album I think like you know what I mean in pitch he's like I think they actually I saw a thing they recorded that album and like they didn't realise that they were recording it in a in a key that they would have a
3: half step higher than E or something like that yeah yeah
0: it was like E sharp or something and he couldn't he couldn't quite reach it, and it took him ages to do the vocals because it was like higher than he was used to singing. And I remember the first time I put it on, I was like, Jesus, what the fuck am I listening to? Side A is one tune which lasts 18 minutes. Oh, fuck that. And I was, but do you know what? I That's a Hardcore that Band's whole set. Yeah. I, can, <laughs> I can listen to that tune all day, though. Side A of Everest. I love it. And Side B is fucking brilliant. Like, and it was only like a couple of days later, and I was just like, I had that, I had the fucking. Dun, 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 dun. Like, because it repeats all the way through that song at various stages I just had it in my head I was like I'm going to put that on again a couple of days later dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. once it gets its hooks in you yeah. know, it's over totally did man and then I just obsessed over it for, for years everyone but us straight from the heart of London
2: we back in the room we had to stop for some refreshments t- refreshments cup of tea tea and uh, a <laughs> Crumpets. Crumpets. <laughs> T- uh,
0: <laughs> and scones.
2: See, just was saying, I never knew that we're known for tea and bad teeth.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah. Amongst Americans. Amongst our American people. I'm offended,
2: man. Let's go yeah. over there and have it
1: out. I've tried that once. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. ah.
1: The
3: three of us and
2: now. now like, three, we- one of
1: you. <laughs> three of us or one of you? <laughs> yeah, all the tea got dashed into the fucking. Was it the Boston River? Boston Harbor. Boston yeah. Harbor. Yeah, like it all got dashed in there, man. All that good tea, just fucking. Right. American- now we don't
3: have any respect for a good cup of tea in America. Yeah, it's all mountain dew and fucking. Uh- like iced tea.
1: <laughs> sweet tea. Oh god, the yeah. sweet tea. I-, I tried sweet tea from North Carolina. Oh. Was that like oh my god gave you diabetes instantly like it's just like <laughs>
2: just, take a just bare sweeteners isn't it like, in its it loads of sweeteners fuck,
1: fuck,
3: fuck you know I learned the trick man I was working with somebody and, and they sent somebody out to McDonald's to get a sweet tea but they have them put it half unsweetened and half sweet tea and it's like the perfect mix oh okay and, uh, you get a there whole you sweet tea man you're oh, gonna die
1: oh it's powerful man it'll kill you
0: I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna have to try this actually I'm
1: not. It's not this. Not like our Lipton fucking iced tea shit, man. This shit is like just like, sugar, no, I've just pure sugar, like yeah. It's when so you, thick, so man, it's thick, thick syrup. syrup. When you go to oh. the states,
2: what's your what's your go to food
1: that you love? Oh man, if it depends what you. What do you them. think? What do you think
2: the states have got over? Because shout out to our friends in uh, Wisdom in Chains, Richie, Joan, Joe, and all, all the lads. They always say that English food sucks <laughs> <laughs> on their podcast quite a lot.
3: That's actually a pretty, you know, that's, that is a thing in America. People say that about English food, but I've never found that personally, man. I, yeah, I, I thought like I can find something work good work. to eat. We're we're, I, you know like, what? Yeah.
0: We're we're from London as well, though, so we got any fucking food you want. To that's be fair, true. to be that's fair, true, I don't yeah. really eat English food very often.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if you talk, mention it, we're talking about proper English food. Most English food is proper, like hearty, sort of like. Um, root vegetable shit. So winter time, you get yourself mm. a nice shepherd's pie. Everyone loves it. Yeah, pies, yeah, yeah, pies yeah. Are good. Yeah, everyone loves fish and chips. Fish and chips. Everyone yeah. loves like, roast dinners and stuff like. Yeah, you so, can't yeah. beat a roast, man. And you can't and beat, you can't a, beat a
0: fucking fryer, people exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, those,
1: it's it's always the hearty meals that are really good. But if anything else, which is like during the fucking summer and that, it's like fucking. Cucumber sandwiches yeah and fucking mother's pride bread or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best we fucking got. I, like like, I think in know, this in
0: this country we're getting into like spicy stuff a lot. Indian food is massive We've so got a lot of big mixture and, of food, like yeah. even
2: like not just English food, you can literally get uh, any type of food. Anything, mate. You yeah. Get,
1: and even now we've got a lot of our friends from Eastern Europe here as well, so you can get Lithuanian food, you get Polish food. You get everything now, Yeah, it's so. like New York City, man. It's like, I literally coming yeah, to come into yeah, that. Say that yeah. it's like literally, like, it's a melting pot of like different cultures. And <laughs> so stuff. many different
3: cultures. Of course, you're gonna get the food that comes along with that. You know, London's just as good as New York, as far as I've found. You know, yeah. maybe not the pizza. Oh, that's you guys oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. yeah, yeah. work on your pizza. Yeah, your pizza but, yeah. your but your that's everywhere in it. America too. New York is there's only one New York pizza you, know? yeah, yeah, you your go pizza, your pizza to New design. Jersey and it's not as good you yeah, go to fucking Connecticut yeah. it's not as good you've been to Chicago it's though? mad innit I haven't I've been through it but I've never <laughs> had the <laughs> pizza <laughs> there yeah, yeah, I it. want a Chicago That's I not was, really pizza I was saying
0: this last night to my girlfriend I was saying I really want to fucking go to Chicago so I can have a fucking Chicago pizza
2: so let, let, let's, let's picture this right? Steve's lying in bed they're watching these senders, and out I of are, the I blue
0: I don't watch
2: out of the blue you said you want a Chicago pizza
0: no, <laughs> no we we're, were having a conversation yeah. Yeah. and I was fucking just going off on a tangent about. I don't even know what we were talking about. But I, I went off on a tangent about <laughs> pizza.
3: It's thick in Chicago, right? It's like a pie, like a, a yeah. deep dish pie full of cheese and sauce. Oh, it's not like a thin yeah. slice, like yeah. New York style. So, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I prefer. The, the cheese like, is on wait, the bottom, is it?
1: The cheese on the bottom and they put the yeah. fucking sauce on the top. It's like right. basically a pizza jacuzzi almost. Like. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: What is the most
2: famous American dish?
3: Steak, right?
2: Is that an American dish? Though? Can you call it? Yeah. that's like that's like saying
3: yeah? We're gonna go ahead and claim it.
2: That's <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but it's today, like maybe. you know, like, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not like a dish, is it? Really? Like, what would you say?
3: Cheeseburger, right? Did you che- yeah,
0: yeah. yeah? hamburger, came hamburger. From <laughs> fried chicken, was
1: oh, it? Hamburger came from yeah Europe, you right yeah it? Yeah. Yeah. You put, yeah of course fried fried chicken, chicken collard greens yeah mm. soul food in general mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah barbecue it's barbecue like stuff barbecue yeah. I really for, um, need to visit the south
1: barbecue to go to their barbecue place if you go to North Carolina they got this um, vinaigrette barbecue shit there have you ever tried that oh yeah it's my favorite is that your favorite yeah. I wasn't feeling it at all man no? just imagine like like balsamic vinegar or like malt vinegar inside the fucking meat so it's just soaked within the oh, meat no. oh no yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the best no. way yeah. so- it doesn't
3: have like the barbecue
1: sauce on it you it's know? just soaked in vinegar man it's, it's weird it's, it's cooked in spices
3: eye, you know what I mean yeah. and then you just put like this vinegar like based barbecue sauce on it like afterwards with coleslaw that's the joint
2: oh man you could I have have to, to try f- it oh Bojangles uh, is nah,
3: fucking not very real rough. as well man I can make a, f- a couple things you know I can make a spaghetti hook up some burgers or something you know you know, My girlfriend's different. the cook, she's awesome. Oh, I
1: know what Americans I know what America's um national dish is. Sloppy fucking Joes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one. <laughs> nah, that's uh, our kids. <laughs> America's look great too. But barbecue in America's like the number one thing. But for me, it's all about pizza, good barbecues, and I like home fries. I do like American style home fries. What they do, man. We cheese steaks too. I guess you know the East Coast. Yeah. yeah, I
2: think it's crazy that like last time I was in the States, they uh, there was one cafe that we used to visit every morning, and people were eating steaks
0: for breakfast. Man,
1: just yeah, so called a like, big ass steak. It's not called a cafe. It's called a diner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a diner. Do you know what? That's uh, one thing yeah. I really like about America, yeah. right? Is that after you've been to a club and you've been out, you There's can something, go, to, yeah. go to a diner, sit down. Fucking sober up, have some food, and fuck. Do you know what I mean? I really like that, man. Yeah, because everything closes we have here yeah. except for kebab shops. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Over here you just go to a really kebab shop and get in the what's Which is fireworks. You don't really get kebab shops yeah. in the state in the states, do you? We have
3: none that I'm aware
2: of. Yes. Yeah. So like literally yeah. you didn't know about the kebab until you came
1: Until I came here. That's kind of insane. Oh wow. Yeah. And that's the most shitty like kebabs, what they say over there, and it's like gyros and shit. So you have like a little what yeah. oh, they call it like you're the good... the dude that does a halal. <laughs> that's what they, <laughs> they call it kebabs as well. Well yeah, they have the halal carts
3: and that's kind of different from from the kebabs, you know. Kebab you get it in a pita and it's like the sliced meat off the round thing, the spit, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Thing that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there the halal, like, you know, uh, the halal carts in New York it's like it's crumbled meat almost, like, yeah. you know, like burger uh, or something. But you get chicken. Chopped off, like, and, yeah, chopped up, you know, done on a grill with rice. With that white sauce, man, it's so good. Oh, man, yeah. You can fast. tell we're hungry,
2: can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a quick thing.
1: Um, obviously, we'll go back into it. When you guys played the jam bar in Brixton in 2006, <clears throat> it was because I know you went eight. to. Was it eight? Yeah. I think it was eight. eight. Okay, 2008. There was a halal meat shop across the road from there, and it was called Halal Is It Meat You're Looking For? <laughs> oh, I like legit, like that,
2: that's dude. awesome, man! Hello, legit. is it me you're looking for? That's some fucking.
0: That's amazing. That's the one yeah, thing I give out cool. to my it's Asian bad, brothers.
2: Legit. My Asian brothers got some funny like on their shops. They got some funny little. Words. I like when they do, I like when they
1: rip off all like the uh, Sainsbury's and Tesco. So it'll be like Sainsbury's, but it'll be like Sainsbury's or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, that's real shit, man. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And right, then yeah. they end up getting the fucking. Um, a letter from the fucking
2: C- lawyers C- C- yeah. C- <laughs> Oh man! I oh, wanted to ask you, how did um the link with Ruption, like the whole your first ship to London, can you remember how that all come about?
3: You know, I think the person that hipped Maddie and those guys to stout was uh Aldito.
2: Aldito oh boy! And he really?
3: contacted I think he contacted me. About working with Ruxin, and we didn't know anything about any of that shit back in those days. We were like, "Who's this guy?" And <laughs> English, British hardcore, like what? Like, the exploited. <laughs> uh, so we were pretty clueless, and uh, you know, I don't. We talked a little bit, and that nothing ever came of it. And then, I think Maddie contacted somebody, like Tad or something.
2: That's Maddie, not yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and uh, they said they wanted to put the record out you know we had already released that first album in the States Tad and I put it out on our own label yeah and uh they got a copy of it somehow and they were like stoked on it so they wanted to re-release it over here which we were like yeah cool you know um so I think they came over one time it was Matt and Muggsy and Dingus oh <laughs> Jesus hey, I yeah think yeah <laughs> And fatty, yeah, it was fatty. Oh yeah, fatty. yeah, yeah, I yeah. They came over for a show or a couple of days or something like that. And we all sat down and talked about it and shit. And they were like, "Yeah, let's do this." And then the record came out, and then they got us that that first that two thousand five when I met you, and then you came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played the Ninja Fest, I guess, that week, didn't we? That was like. I don't up, my over. memory is so fucking shit. I think out. it was I think Knuckle does played but they weren't supposed to originally am I right about that? yeah I think yeah yeah you guys played so. the Sunday or something yeah we played the Saturday maybe
2: that was your first time to London was it?
3: I had been through London before with that band Together We Fall do you remember that band? they no. were uh that was the guitar play a couple guys from Next Step Up it was like a, the side band that they did oh, okay. I played bass for them on a short European tour over here it didn't last very long it wasn't very successful It's kind of like the ambush tour in America kind of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a proper spinal tap tour yeah okay. man that's exactly how this was yeah. nothing went right yeah. um, but I had come through but I never met anybody you know we were playing in like you know Hereford and shit man we Wales and you know we were out in Swansea I think we played in Nottingham
2: Oh, right. yeah, just yeah. Just all
3: these really strange... We played Nottingham at the Old Angel. Um, yeah. Number of paid customers, zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh really? Zero paid. Nottingham's um, a good city yeah. for rock music, we're usually. Not for hardcore, though, is it? No, maybe not, Not for hardcore. Remember I that band thought, yeah. Underworld? Do you guys remember that yeah. band yeah. Underworld? Yeah, we played yeah. shows with those guys. They were awesome,
2: man. Yeah, they were good. The yeah, yeah. Band. Tight band, weren't
3: they? So Very heavy. tight. Good guys, too, man. They really welcomed us, man. They made us feel like, you know... They were happy to like be doing shows with us and shit, you know? Yeah. And at that show that they, they whatever paid, I think they got that we got paid anyway, and they gave it to us and shit. And that was our last show. We were like, all right, we're going home. <laughs> 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 Nobody cares. Let's go home.
2: <laughs> this town's going on the list <laughs> of to return to.
3: But the first time, yeah, I ever came to London was with with you know the Ruxian guys. We did the first show in Europe is Stout. We played in Germany, I guess, one of those Essen fests what the hell were those fest calls uh, that Rico used to do Field uh, of bring, Hight bring, bring, bring About no. the Glory no, no it wasn't that it wasn't Field of height, though no. Field. no that's Axles, no. That's axles. <coughs> shit, shit what was that called Six Foot Ditch played we played there were so many fests uh, around that time Chris Hensel's uh, band played
2: Mushman not Mush win.
3: Out to Win yeah, yeah. Um, oh we
2: should know this what the um, fuck was that
3: called Settle the Score played it was like that era you know that, yeah yeah, yeah. Two, early two thousands, mid two thousands. I bet it was, was there a lot of people there. I bet it was. Uh, yeah, that was packed. a good one, man. Yeah, it was packed in, Yeah, and then we met up there. Then we played in Belgium with Special Move, and that's when I met those oh, guys. Fuck, and, and then the next show was in London. We we played at the Grosvenor. Was the first London
0: show. Fuck, uh, I remember that show. Yeah, right? so that's yeah. what I met a lot of you guys. PDF played that, I think. You did,
3: you did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a good lineup. It was uh, yeah. Prowler. The first time we saw Prowler. That's
2: right. I remember that show.
3: Stomped the shit out of us that night, man. Those guys were awesome. What I nine know. bar
2: yeah nine bar
3: We got to see everybody that night met a lot of people that was awesome man that was it was the was the best tour it was so much fun i mean it's, i'm not just
2: saying it cuz you're in the room but what was a lot of times you can invite a band over and you just don't click with the with the people in the band nah, you oh don't. man that was oh, never the case yeah. for us no with you guys it was man, just like, we just like made just so like, many like, friends it's, years, like, yeah. yeah it's like we just you knew just each tipped. other all along Yeah all us,
3: you know
0: it was fucking such a good vibe man my one memory that at that mm-hmm. St. Albans show, is, uh, we were standing there in a the bar, I think, after you played, and Tad got a pint of Guinness, and fucking, downed that, it, in one. And I was like, I was looking at him, and I was like, you're not supposed to do that, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just thought, alright, we're going to get along with these people, quite well, <laughs> okay. yeah, well we loved to drink, and that, yeah, know,
3: that, that was perfect, you know, you and guys uh, did too.
0: remember, I've got a photo of this guy, at the Underworld, I remember just standing there. You were on one that night, and just went to, went up to the bar and he was like, "Give me 17 shots of sambuca." <laughs> and well, the we tried Jägermeister, but we didn't have enough.
1: Remember? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's just a photo of him just going, like, with this manic look on his face, all these shots just lined up <laughs> on I think the a bar.
3: Tray of like fucking. <laughs> yeah, I think I still have that photo too.
2: This is why he got kicked out of Next Step Up.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but see, I came from Next Step Up into the Perfect Band. Yeah, because everybody everybody else in that band was, except for Dougie, of course, it's a straight edge. But Tad and Scott, I mean, we were birds of a feather from day one. Man, we were a mess.
0: I think generally, you know, when a band comes over and they like to party, they're just gonna get along with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends. People just, like, having fun and partying and stuff and don't take themselves too seriously. I think that was
3: the main ingredient right there. You just said it, man. Like, people that didn't take themselves too seriously. It's all jokes over here, man, you know? Yeah, There was never no fucking, like, chest bumping and, like, attitudes and egos and shit like that. We just never found that over here, which is great.
2: How many times do you play London? I mean, how many times do you tour? Stout, we did, uh...
3: well we did that first one and then we came back when Sleep Bitch came out yeah yeah, yeah. that one one was a rager idea. yeah, um, yeah. We, we played all over the UK That we didn't even go into Europe we were like we're just, we're just playing England <laughs> <laughs> that's it and
1: I think we played Wales we that's played it. one night yeah, in Wales Scotland you done it was I remember I can't remember I remember it was the 12 bar show which was the busiest I'd ever seen I've been busy, the busiest the busiest I'd ever been in the 12 bar since obviously well after that was a knuckle dust show the one before it closed down I don't yeah. think that
3: was the same tour that, the time we played 12 bar was the same time we played jam bar yeah
1: okay then that, so, same, yeah.
3: week
0: that we played, same week and we played
3: yeah we played 12 you, bar Bristol Bristol then jam back bar, to London yeah,
0: back yeah. to London you did a tour of London yeah that's fucking it that was perfect for yeah. us that's all we <laughs> wanted to do <laughs> yeah. you know
3: all that, that that week before that I was talking about that little sleep bitch tour we did you know we played all these fucking other places we drove all the way to Scotland we played in, in fucking South End or something <laughs> how far do we get west maybe I think we played Bristol that time too but those shows were never as good man you know you come back to London and it was like ah yeah now we got the London show yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> time we're... to get our drink on yeah <laughs> yeah. that was like the reward for the tour Yeah, you know? <laughs> like that time we played a great London show remember that venue that was like it was downstairs in a basement and had all that psychedelic shit know, painted all over the walls yeah you were
0: there it was a pub <coughs> in fucking King's Cross I think I would, and I don't remember what way. it was called. It was like a hipster pub upstairs. It had like... Fuck, like, you know these it pubs... It Cro- wasn't Cross
1: Kings, was it? It was kind of like out of the
0: Might way. Be. Yeah, it, it was like these pubs, right? And it just sort of like... It's almost as if they'd bought the most old-fashioned looking stuff that they could find. And they, they had board games that people could fucking oh, play while they are in the pub. And I've been walking in exactly. there thinking this is not my kind of place. Like, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to go into a pub that has board games, man. I don't want to... I want to go into a pub that smells a bit and fucking has curtains instead of windows, like the Spanish bar. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish bar, and that was the fucking place, man. Did you ever, you two, ever go to that? No. It was like an after hour, so after the club shut, or after you'd finished drinking at Crowbar or something like that, you walk around the corner, and there was this little fucking doorway, and you knocked on it, and someone would come out. What it? It's just like they just basically creep the door and I just go eyeball you, you know? Yeah, and they kind of go. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can come in. And you give them a 10 or a 5 or whatever it is. And you'd walk down this creaky wooden fucking staircase that looks like it was about to fall down. There was no other entry or exit than that. So if there was a fire, you're dead. Because the, I mean, the wooden staircase yeah, would be the first here, thing close. to burn. <laughs> 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 Not to mention it was so crowded <laughs> yeah. you couldn't even, like, move in the place. It was yeah. so busy. And, and they had this bar just selling like, fucking warm cans of beer for, like, three pound a pop. And, uh like a yeah. yeah it was just like they are never just playing salsa music <laughs> and stuff like that South. we used to, we used to go there uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. salsa yeah and mm. we used to just go there and fucking after if you just wanted to carry on drinking till whatever time in the morning you could just go there and it was a it's a fucking strange place for us to be hanging out but it was, they yeah. served but drinks. you had a good time didn't you? it was fun <laughs> though, yeah. it was good fun good old days of London eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no places like that anymore that I know about so Josh man what, what point did you leave start then I think the
3: last show I did was in 2010 so 2009 been, or 2010
2: so you've been out of the band for 8 I didn't yeah man it's
3: been almost a decade
2: wow strange do you mind me asking was it did you want me okay to ask why you left or
3: yeah I was too good for them man <laughs> <laughs> straight to the point, <laughs> you know I'm a real musician and I can't fucking waste my time I was I had a lot of fucking real life shit going on like I said I moved back from, from to my hometown from Baltimore And uh, I was going through a really difficult uh, custody situation for my son, you know, and without getting into any personal details about that, it was, you know, it was just too much, man. I was really dealing with a lot of bullshit, like lawyers and courts, and and that's all I could handle besides work, really, you know? And I just felt bad, like, holding those guys back, like, I can't do this show, or I can't do that show. And they would have been cool with it, but it just didn't feel right on my part, you know? I felt a lot of guilt about that. And I didn't, you know, I, I kind of just wanted to be free of it so I could really concentrate on what I need to concentrate on. And, you know, it worked out for me. It worked out for my me and my son. And so it was the right move to make. And then uh, from that point on, I just focused all that energy that, you know, I was putting into playing in bands all these years into being a dad,
1: you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of just... Mine. Yeah. Um,
3: I liked it, you know. Like, I thought I would miss music so much, but then I just found this new thing that I put that same energy into, you know, that same passion and...
2: Did here life? we are,
3: still to this day. That's the same way it's yeah. been.
2: Did your son like Stout? Did he did he listen to that type yeah. of music? Or?
3: Actually, I don't know if you saw the videos that I posted at the time on Facebook or whatever. Um, but we, I did a <coughs> reunion with them. Well, not a reunion, but I played a show with them. It was like a benefit. I think it was two years ago or three years ago. Frank was about ten or eleven. Oh maybe.
2: yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, he he came up and sang part of she. He did Scott Moore's part. At the show, you know. Nice. This is so,
2: why I didn't know that you lo- left the band, actually. because oh, I you saw see- me play with that, I saw that, that yeah. and I just thought... <laughs> I knew Stout yeah, was yeah. playing a lot, so I just thought, oh, Stout up like, playing the show. And I saw the pictures of you on it, so I assumed. Right, right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, but, yeah, know. we
3: did that one for Tad because he was, you know, dealing with some health issues and stuff. And, you know, they asked me if I'd be interested. Yeah. I said, absolutely. You That's really cool, man. Yeah. Of course, anything for him.
2: <clears throat> uh, how is Tad now? Is he... Is he- Seems to be yeah. doing well, man. I yeah. know
3: that, you know with what he was dealing with you know yeah. you have things that you have to look out for and stay on top of and you know constantly monitor and things but you know I haven't had any bad news in a while and as far as I'm concerned that's good news so yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so do you, would you have any plans to sort of do any music going forward now
3: I don't know like I really don't have the, the strong desire to do it I mean if something kind of cool popped up with people that you know were interested in doing something that was low key maybe you know. yeah th- I definitely have no plans
2: do you still go to many hardcore shows and stuff or are you mainly into the
3: I don't go to many shows period man like the only shows that I really find myself out that often are like bigger concerts I take my son to you know yeah yeah um just again like these dinosaurs that are you know becoming extinct (laughs) (laughs) you know faster than we can fucking go see them you know I just want him to be able to you know have seen some of these greats you know but he's probably the last generation that we'll get to like he'll you know he's the last yeah. generation that will get to see paul mccartney or ozzy yeah, Osbourne, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's, that's black okay. sabbath or rush or any of these bands from the 70s this is it this is the final you did, know did you
0: manage to get him to a rush show before they that was his first he's seen him four times me and are just oh wow, fuck yeah, yeah. that's the same right. amount as
3: me we were, uh, this is a funny story, we were in South Carolina, we went to Charleston one time just to check it out, you know, dude, we did a little southern road trip, and we sat at this restaurant, this seafood restaurant in Charleston, and it was like a communal table, you know, they had two seats on the end, so Frank and I sat down, and he was about eight, maybe, eight years old, nine, and he had this Rush concert shirt on that he got at the show, you know, yeah, yeah. and this guy sitting next to him, he was like, oh, you know, you, you got a Rush shirt on, uh, you know you probably never even you, you really a Rush fans your dad make you wear that and like yeah, he's yeah. like I've seen him like twice or however many times was it was at that time the guy was like oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like oh I've never seen him uh, you know, Frank uh, might have been like how many times yeah. have you seen him you know like in the yeah, child, yeah. child's innocence the guy was like
2: uh, none <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I heard Tom Sawyer on the radio yeah, when shut it up came motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> No man but yeah we just want to thank you man for um doing this man he's over here oh it's fun man yeah Definitely. we wanted to catch up with you man and just say it in, like yeah. it's been a while I haven't seen you in what oh, it's man. been a long
3: time since I've yeah. seen you for sure man probably 10 years
2: shit man something
3: I'm like right. that it's weird though because you know with the internet presence it, feel, it doesn't feel like that anymore like as if it were before that yeah yeah you yeah. know it would have been a lot different but you know you see each other like goofing around online you see each other playing shows or doing this doing that I mean it's that's almost the, like you know what's going on in people's lives
2: for me that's the one thing that's like stopped me from deleting my Facebook mm-hmm. Facebook account is the friends I've got overseas because uh, I can't really deal with Facebook but like um that's the one thing it's good for that that you can see your friends abroad
1: together do yeah sure you Yeah, know you mean? Know. even if you don't interact that
3: much you just kind of <laughs> yeah, pop yeah. in on them here and there you know and be like okay like still alive still happy you
1: don't know, you're not be running off yeah. like that fucking phone bill again innit like, <laughs> you'd <like, laughs> yeah. you be beating yourself Ooh, uh, man. You <laughs> your ankle, images man. of his <laughs> father's fucking demon eyes keeping him away from him. <laughs> but yeah um Josh I was gonna ask just like a little it's not so much a personal question but like I'm sure most people know the the, uh, the TV program The Wire like how I mean you might oh, know man. some little bits about it but how much true life is that sort of thing like, it's, that, it's fairly important? accurate man a lot of the
3: stories from what I understand that we're on that show were based on things that really happened in the city you know yeah um, I don't remember specific things but when I was watching it I was really into it I yeah. was asking questions and reading up about it and stuff but yeah Baltimore's a pretty dark place man when it comes yeah. to drugs mm-hmm. and the, the the influence that it has on the politicians there and things like that like I can't remember the name of the the, the white politician the young guy oh um, what was his name Corsetti. Corsetti Yeah, he was basically um, his character was based on an actual politician in Baltimore O'Malley okay you know
1: oh the one who was smoking crack not, is it not that one
3: no that no. was uh, that was a DC guy that was a DC guy yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that, a lot of that stuff was really based in, in in fact you know in truth and I'm sure they embellished on it and diminished it oh, you know, so, based yeah. on for television drama but, like shit. you know the coolest thing about The Wire was the stout shirts, you know, they made it onto
1: the oh, show. Yes. Oh, did they? Yeah, no, man. Stout I didn't shirts, see that. You know, yeah, what stout, I, can't, I wouldn't be able to remember what uh, uh, there was. There's definitely a
3: prison scene, because this dude Aaron who used to work at the strip club across from Reptilian Records was in that strip scene, and he had a stout shirt on. But there might have been another one, another scene too, with something else. But the sidebar's in it also, where you guys yeah. played. Yeah? I I play cool that's man. where they have the cop funerals at like the, the wakes for the cop funerals yeah oh. that's the side oh, shit. oh for real I, yeah oh. they changed the awning
1: and put like an Irish pub like awning on it and stuff oh cool. shit man so as Baltimore kind of recovered from obviously that was a couple of years ago there was I'm not sure how long ago it was, but there was like a massive riot there wasn't there Cause, oh like, yeah there was that kid who like, got beaten up by police officer yeah they get, took him on a rough ride and shit yeah. killed him in the back of the truck that's the one yeah
3: yeah, I remember that happening. I was off that day and just watching it on the news and stuff, and just it was sad. It was terrible times, man.
0: Fuck, oh, man. Well, there's nothing like ending a podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <isn't that? Yeah. laughs> I remember when I was in this. Sorry, no, I, was, I just, you yeah. know
1: Because I mean? sometimes when you see some of that, you just take the account that you hear from the news or you read uh, Facebook comments of people who are like, pro this or against that and it's the back and forth so if you can actually hear from someone yeah, who actually oh, yeah. lived, lives near or is close to a city such as that and they can offer their perspective yeah, they fake
2: can. news all fake news
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fake in Baltimore
3: man. No, there's I mean, definitely I mean, a fucking yeah. racial divide man. Oh, yeah. Baltimore is a, a 60% minority city so mm. that's unusual in the states you know I mean, yeah. obviously cities are, have more minorities in general but Baltimore is definitely a, a black and white city more um, than um a, a culturally diverse city. And, when you
2: say back what you mean segregated?
3: Well, you know, more by, you know, finances and economy more than yeah. by by color, but yeah. the, the minority is African American in, in in Baltimore. Yeah. You know, there it's fewer Hispanic and Asian than in like a DC or a Philadelphia or something like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of racism and it's it's real you know, it's a tense city
2: because oh, of that. Yeah. It I remember, really I, is. I was in this, when Knuckle Dust played New York and, and we actually played Baltimore, our good friend Glenn from Billy Club Sanders drove us from New York to Baltimore. Yeah. And a few people were saying, when you go to Baltimore, it's different. It's different. And I was like, what do you mean it's different? They went, it's different. And I remember just rolling up, like, up to the sidebar, We played that venue uh, and then coming out and it was just fucking... It was just You know like You feel like anything Can just pop off At any minute Yeah It it, it was that vibe And I was I got talking to this girl She wasn't Actually at the show She just happened to be outside And I was talking to this girl For about half an hour Right And this guy kept This black guy Kept fucking looking at me Looking at me I'm thinking Who the fuck What does this guy want Yeah So anyway This girl I'm having a normal conversation With her And then I said to her At the end of the conversation Do you know that guy And she goes oh uh, yeah um well yeah i used to be a crackhead and he runs this gang and he used to sell drugs to me and he most probably thinks you're trying to sell drugs to me now i was oh, like all oh, <laughs> yeah. right goodbye and i was like yeah. and then i remember like oh just some funny things like um i had a dead rat thrown at me from there. what there was like a this dead rat like it was fucking massive like a cat yeah when you yeah and then um, the kids from the venue it was all done in good fun yeah uh, picking up this rat and just fighting I mean, each other that <laughs> was like fun yeah this sounds like <laughs> it's not my idea of fun <laughs> <but I'm laughs> fucking dead rat right, yeah. there's a video of it on YouTube I tried to find it uh, and I can't fucking find I it I remember bro. that happening do that you remember actually. that happening I wasn't
3: there that yeah. night I was, I was I saw had wasn't a, there, yeah
0: that's yeah. how the fucking bubonic plague started
3: <laughs> right yeah. it's all in good
0: fun nah it was all in good fun it's all good like, fun until yeah. somebody starts a plague yeah, yeah, until yeah. half of your country dies
2: but I think what I meant is you could just tell like you could just feel like you could sense like anything could pop up at any moment man so it's a real place man
0: for real well, yeah I remember actually Rich took us to the to the liquor store and fucking just said right you guys just stay in the car don't get out of the car <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> someone approaches the car don't speak to him. <laughs> I was like okay yeah. <laughs> Well, and he goes, if you do get out of the car, do not go in that direction because you won't come back. <laughs> like, I'm not getting out of the car. Don't worry.
1: Fucking you know. hell! And what's the marina like? I've heard a lot of good things. It's like really nice and here The harbor, you mean? The harbor, yeah. It's a tourist trap.
3: Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. Webs, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some nice stuff down there. It's like the aquarium and. If you're a tourist, that's where you go, you know. You're not gonna go to the west side and cop heroin, right? You're gonna no. go on the fucking aquarium. It's like, oh, you take a little tour, taking on a tour of the wire spots. Right. Like, no. <laughs> they actually have one of those. Yeah, they have a wire, wire tour. tours. I would do that would be fucking tours, man. Hell, man. yeah. Driving tours yeah. and shit, man. Like you, they have maps on the internet that I'll you can just print all. out and like drive through the fucking west side and somebody Fuck fucking nasty spots. Yeah. Like somebody's gonna get hurt eventually. That's kind, why it's
1: almost like Fucking <laughs> poverty know. porn and that sort of fucking yeah, stuff. Right, yeah, right, right. I yeah. mean, there's
3: some hot corners that it takes you through and stuff, man. Like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't yeah,
0: drive through. fucking the live there as well, like, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. the area. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm fucking. I, I tell you what, actually, we we um, I was driving us, I think from like from Frederick to Rich's house when the ambush tour was going on, and I, I took a wrong turning off at the highway, and. It was alright. The sat nav said, "Oh, you can just get straight back on." But while we were sitting at the traffic lights waiting to go back onto the the on ramp, we looked around and it was like, "This looks like the wire." Where we are now looks (laughs) like the wire. I was like, (laughs) and Tub started freaking out. I was like, "All right, calm down. We're getting back on. Don't worry." But inside, I was like, "Yeah, no, I want to get the fuck back (laughs) on."
2: It, a lot of the actors that were in the wire were just people, kids from the streets. Real, real right? Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. Like, and they just now some of them have got a career. You got the dude doing um, Creed. What's his name? The black dude, the one that got shot in the oh, wire. Boy. The young black guy. <coughs> the guy that played. Omar? That's not. That's not. No, you no know Creed. You no know Creed. The film. With the black the, box up. Like the Rocky. Rocky yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know, yeah. Oh, right. you're talking oh, about. Is I that was on Teddy the other night. He, he was right. in
2: the why he was a young kid. I don't even remember. Wasn't oh, that right.
3: Michael B. Jordan or something like that? Yeah, that? yeah. Oh, are
2: we going to Google? I'm going to have to Google this really quickly. That's now. the guy there, like. Yeah, I think he's Superman, Superman
3: yeah. or something, that guy. Or Black Superman.
2: I think so. Right, let's do
3: it. I do
0: it. I yeah, no, I saw someone tweet about that the other day and I thought, yeah, why not,
2: man? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael
0: B. Jordan we can you know. imagine how pissed off you didn't fucking believe fucking me you had to go to Google can you imagine how pissed off like the, the fucking right wing Trump supporting fucking Britain first type people would be if you had a black Superman
3: oh it's already happening man Like they posted some stuff oh, on right, Facebook is about it and yeah, it's already going yeah, well on. We, Amazing. We
2: have the same shit over here with James Bond.
3: Yeah. Yeah, right, with Idris Elba, right? Yeah. I I, and I think it would be fucking perfect for it. Sure. Yeah. He's that, got I exactly mean, the right fucking... He's exactly the
0: perfect fucking Bond.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. But at the same time, does it matter? Like, It'll probably
0: turn up later. It don't really matter sure. <laughs> but, And also like the female That's Doctor Who dead, as well, man. <laughs> the, the female Doctor Who as well. Jesus, oh, yeah. the fucking storm that caused was ridiculous so who gives a fuck people people just get caught up
1: in their their bullshit and realise that fucking nerds like what what their parents or what their friends used to watch back in the day is not exactly what they're going to be getting right now and things change things progress innit but people like to keep in their fucking traditional fucking time loop innit so Mm -hmm. a lot of people just I just, as you said, fucking nerds who are just dickheads as well. Like, want something to complain That's about. all
3: they have, so they're holding on yeah, real tight. They want know? something to
1: complain about, and this is all I got, like, so you
2: don't change it. I don't want to see no fucking purple colored fucking Doctor Who more fucking. <laughs> yeah. You have to remember it's the age, I know this conversation has been had a million times, but it's the age of the internet where you can write some shit and just put it out there and you don't have to answer to it, do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's easy for people to say whatever the fuck they want. But on a, a positive note, just in regards to Baltimore, like two of the biggest hardcore bands now, the big, biggest hardcore bands, Trapped Under Ice, um, Turnstile, are from Baltimore. So I just wanted to yep. leave on a positive note. But, uh, yeah. And also, um, yeah, so, how is yeah. that
3: a positive note when you're, like, you tell me that the other bands are like, <laughs> guy, you know? oh <laughs> On a positive note, yeah, your like, band isn't one of them.
0: Well, yeah. we were and I'm to- and I'm yeah. sitting in a fucking hotel room
2: talking yeah. to you guys. I, I know I've talked to a <laughs> few members um, Trapped on Under Eyes, and they talk highly of Stout. Yeah, so yeah. Guys. yeah, yeah, and there's, there's
1: another new band that's yeah. been. They're not they're not new, but they're making a lot of waves and people do dig them. And that Queensway. You know, oh, Queensway, Queensway are hard. They're really, yeah. really good. Like, they're yeah. There's another
3: new band called Wolf'sbane that you might want to check out. Wolf'sbane. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's a night clash. Maybe yeah, Wolf's that's blood. just how much I know
0: involved I am. There's a there's a like blood a off. '80s rock group over here called. Oh, we goes
3: again. Blaze <laughs>
0: Remember Blaze Bailey who sang for Iron Maiden? Yes, that was his uh, that's his original band called Wolfsbane They're great as well, man. I, really I like think Wolfsbane. I was wrong. I think it's Wolfsblood Blood. All right, Shout out know. to blood, man. Yeah. Also, um, man. if we're talking about Baltimore bands, I must uh, I must mention Kicks. Oh, oh, one on, of my man. one of my favorite who? old school bands.
1: Is it another one of your bands? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Hair metal. Half
2: this podcast, people, people get to be like, who? What? Yeah, well, they've got new Why bands to got check, got out now, bands
0: check out now, haven't they? Blow my fuse. <laughs> or Blow my fuse. <laughs> that weird way that you people speak in Baltimore.
3: Blow my fuse. Blow my fuse. And go down the ocean on.
2: <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh,. Josh, man, thank you so much, man, for taking your time My out. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on and out of shit with us. It's good times. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. My name's Waymar.
1: My name's Lewis Gino.
0: My name's Steve, but apparently not. <laughs> and his name is Josh.
2: And we are the Everyone But Us podcast. Thank you and goodbye. See
0: you yes, down, you're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London.